Life Audio. Welcome back to the Team Us podcast, where we share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. Hi, everyone. We're Ted and Ashley Slater. Today, we're talking about why our marriage comes before parenting. We'll share three reasons why putting your spouse before your kids matters for both now and for years to come. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. So, Ted, there are certain topics that people respond passionately to. Oh, yeah. And I think today's topic is one of them. Mm -hmm. So we're discussing why marriage comes before parenting for us Mm -hmm. and encouraging those listening to put their spouse before their kids. Right. I think it's an important topic. Uh, I think once you have kids, you've got big love for them. You want to care for them. You might think that because they require more assistance than your spouse, maybe you need to love them more than your spouse. So it's 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 a tricky one. Yeah. And as I'll bring up later, I mean, parenting matters. Our kids matter. So this does not diminish that fact, does not encourage you to slack off in parenting. Right. It's just a matter of keeping your priorities straight. Well, I'm interested in seeing how we unpack that. Yeah. Okay. well, before we look at why this is important, I want to give you a little backstory on the topic. Mm -hmm. You might remember that in 2015, I was writing regularly for Mm iBelieve.com. And I remember receiving an email from Kelly, my editor there, asking me if I'd write a response piece to an article over at goodhousekeeping.com that was titled, I'm 99% mother and 1% wife, and it has to be that way. Ouch. Yeah. So I want to say that when I read the original piece, there was absolutely no judgment Mm -hmm. toward the wife and mom who wrote it. You know, I understand her point. Which, and I'll put a link to this article in the show notes if you want to go read it yourself. But her point was parenting is exhausting and time consuming. And it is. I mean, I get it. We have four kids, you know, and even though I work from home, I have that privilege to do that and kind of set my own schedule. Juggling, you know, marriage, parenting, work, church, friendships and household responsibilities. That's a lot sometimes. Like right now I have a couple different projects and I've told you several times this week, I just feel overwhelmed. Right. It's it's overwhelming trying to juggle everything. Absolutely. So anyway, I ended up writing an article for iBelieve.com called I'm 49% mother and 51% wife. And it has to be that way. You know, I picked those percentages because, as I mentioned, you know, being a mom, being a parent, being a dad, it's very important. It's a very important role God has given us. You know, it matters. Our kids are priorities in our lives and we're called to parent them well. But I don't 
think that our kids should take priority over our relationship. Right. Now, when you're saying 49% and 51%, that's not like time. It's not like 49% of the time you're hanging out with the kids and assisting them and 51% of the time. No, that's a good question, though, because I could see how that could be misconstrued. So it's not a time thing. It's more of an attitude thing. Right. What I'm basically saying is both things are important, but no matter how exhausting or demanding parenting may be for us, our marriage needs to come before our kids. So, you know, that classic uh, dilemma of this person who's uh, responsible for like uh, changing the, the tracks on a train. Yeah. You know that one, right? Right. And he, he's got like a son that's on one track and there's like a bunch of people who are at bus or something on the other track. So if I was on one track and our four girls were on the other track. You know, that's not even a fair question because <laughs> what is that? What is that called? That's a philosophy thing. There's a name like the train scenario, the train dilemma. I don't know. Our daughter, Ava, who took philosophy mm. one and two in high school mm. would remember but that's nobody wins in that. So that's not Dylan. 49% 51 that you flip it to save me I'm 50. No, what it means essentially is that, you know, after God, we're supposed to be the top priority for each other, not number five after our four kids. I shouldn't say, okay, well, it's God and then it's Olivia, Ava, Savannah, Dorothy, and then you, Ted, mm-hmm. you know, because you're an adult. Right. Well, it makes sense because like, we think as far as it comes to ourselves, we need some self-care in order to be able to, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like I need to eat food. I need to take care of my body so that I can be of service to others. You know what I'm saying? Right. For our marriage, if we take care of each other, then, you know, taking care of the kids will, should be more effective or flow out of that. Yeah. Well, we'll kind of talk about that in a bit. Uh, but I think essentially, you know, it... It means that no matter how demanding parenting may be, which it is, and some seasons are more demanding than others, we won't ever say to each other, I don't have time for you. The kids are my highest priority. But that also mean I mean, that doesn't mean that we're going to neglect our kids and their emotional and physical needs. You know, sometimes the time that we devote to each other comes after we help our sixth grader with her homework or after we listen to one of our daughter's friend issues. Or we spend time, you know, admiring uh, the artwork that one of our girls has done and they explain it to us. So it doesn't mean that when our kids come to, uh, if our spouse and our kids both need attention at the same time, we can say, I can say, hey, Ted, can we do this later? Because I need to take care of this with the kids. But I'm not saying you're not important. I'm saying, yes, you are important to me. So let's definitely have this conversation. But I really need to take care of this kid right now. Right. We don't we don't have uh, any kids with special needs, but I imagine it'd be especially difficult for families that have uh, special needs kids. Yeah. And I actually I saw a post from a friend of mine. Yeah. Who they do. You know, they have kids who have had a lot of challenges over the years Mm -hmm. and um, they were going out on date night. And she was like, we haven't always been able to go out on date night, but we have always consistently made time for each other and spent time together. No matter what season they were in, it probably just looked different in different seasons. And I think by doing that, they were saying, you know, we're each other's priority. We love our kids. This is a hard season. We have to take care of them. But I'm not pushing you and your importance to me away because the kids are so demanding. Right. Right. And in a situation like that, you got to be careful not to get resentful that so much time is being given to the kids. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I feel like we're not qualified to talk on it because no, I haven't no. walked through right, it. Right, right. But I think the point that I'm making is that, you know, time for each other and our marriage will always come consistently. Okay. So, okay, I have three practical reasons why our spouse should come before our kids. But before I do that, I mean, did I explain well what I'm thinking as far as what I mean by 51% and 49% or is that still vague? No, I think it's, I think we've done a good job. And I mean, we could talk about it for another couple hours, you know, because it's, what is it? What is it not? Right. Well, and I think I was really trying to offer a balanced number because the original article I was writing a response to was I'm 99% mom and 1% wife. Right. And I'm saying... No, both of those roles are important. My husband and my kids need me. Absolutely. But I need to make sure that my husband is a higher priority. Um, Yeah. Anyway. All right. So three practical reasons why our spouse should come before our kids. One, our marriages are lifelong interdependent commitments. So when we said we do, I do, you know, we made a lifelong commitment to each other. You know, we became a team for better and for worse. We determined that we'd increasingly grow more mutually dependent. You know, our lives and our stories would slowly and steadily become intertwined. Mm-hmm. And we've done that. Yeah. You know, you'd compromise and bent a little bit and you've taken up an interest and I've, you know, gone through it with you or I've taken up an interest. And yeah, we're not the people we were 20 years ago and we've grown together through it. Yes. And I'm going to get to that too. You're like reading my mind here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but the commitment we have our kids is intended to be different. You know, we're always going to be their parents. Mm -hmm. Always. You know, we're always going to want to be part of their lives. And I hope they always need us in some way. Absolutely. And when they, yeah, when they're born, you know, we pledge to love and care for them, but our relationship with them isn't meant to increasingly grow interdependent. Right. The, The relationship with the kids is, in a sense, they're like arrows and quiver. Yes. And we're raising them up with the intention of shooting them out. You know, they they go out into the world, but that doesn't happen with spouses. Right. You know, and we're supposed, yeah, we're supposed to have them become independent. That's our job. Right. But you and I are not supposed to grow independent from each other. Right. Which I think can happen when we ignore our relationship. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, and this, I think this fundamental difference of interdependence versus increasing independence is biblical. Scripture introduces us to it in the early chapters of Genesis, when God first creates woman and presents her to man. You know, it says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So I think from the beginning, God intended spouses to prioritize one another over others, including our kids. Absolutely. Yeah, it's the the relationship between two spouses is just fundamentally different from one of parents and kids. Yeah. And I I understand I'm probably stepping on some toes by some of these. (laughs) Well, I mean, we start out by saying by saying that, for example, parents with special needs children are in a rough, uh, very difficult spot that we can't really understand. Mm -mm. Because you're pouring so much love and care toward a child and you've, you have no option. You're not able to spend as much time as you'd like with your spouse because it's going to, to assist the child. Right. So I think, I think you're doing a good job. We're doing a good job trying to be balanced. Yeah. And I mean, it may come down. Like I said, we're not really qualified. We're not qualified to talk about what that looks like right now. (laughs) But maybe it's. Also, not just about time, it's about attitude. I think it's about attitude. 
And it's this attitude of saying to your spouse, you are important to me. You matter to me in this particular time in life. I might not be able to give you as much attention as I would like, Mm -hmm. but I want us to keep spending time together as we can. I want you to know um, that you are my priority. I think that there are probably, it could be more about attitude in some instances than actual physical time. Yeah, that that makes sense. But like I said, we're not, you know, we haven't lived through having a special needs kid. Right. And we're sort of sparking a conversation with this podcast, right? We're not dictating anything specific. We're encouraging people to think about their priorities as far as where they place their spouse and their kids. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Number two, our spouses and marriages aren't static. I am not static. So like you said, we are not the same people that we were over 20 years ago when we met. You know, our marriage is not the same as it was in year two or year five. Can't step in the same stream twice. I don't know that reference. It's always changing. It's always different. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It's always different. You're right. Yeah. And, you know, things change with time. So we have some control over how that changes. If we put effort into consistently growing together, then it's going to strengthen our bonds. But if we put our relationship on the back burner, right. we may find out a few years from now that us has slowly become you and me again. Right. That interdependence isn't there. Right. And I think that that's one thing that really broke my heart about that article I wrote a response to. Because she ended it writing to her husband. And I'm going to read a little bit of it because it just, I think it illustrates kind of what I'm trying to draw out here. Here's what she writes. Mm -hmm. You've said you feel like a second class citizen in our family. And for that, I am sorry. You deserve better than me. You do. I hope that on some level, you know that the reason why I am the way I am has nothing to do with you. I love you. Believe it or not. When the kids are all off enjoying their successful, happy lives and the two of us are left looking at each other, please, please ask me to lunch. 
it'll be my treat. It's heartbreaking. Well, and the thing is, I mean, how many couples grow apart when that's the case? And then the kids all move out and they're like, who are you? I don't know you. She's obviously wanting to be a loving person. Yes. Because she's sacrificing for her kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's honorable. But at the expense of your spouse, it doesn't have to be that way. Right. Yeah. And like I said, I had no judgment when I first read her article or when I reread it this week because I get it. Parenting's exhausting. It really is. But I don't think it has to be that way where your marriage is put on the back burner because of your kids. Right. So I think, you know, for us, it's when we've had very demanding seasons with kids. I mean, we have right now we have three teenagers and preteen. She's 12, so she's almost 13. In some ways, it's more exhausting than having little kids. Having little kids is physically exhausting. Having teenagers is just emotionally exhausting. So in some ways, I... They go through some really difficult stuff. Yeah. You know. So I think I'm, in some ways, I'm more exhausted now. I think what's easier is we can easily go on a date night because we can leave the kids at home. Oh, the we, right. Um, although we were always creative to have date nights at home. We, we figured it out. You know, a lot of our date nights when our kids were young, especially since we lived away from family, was movie and takeout or movie and cooking something at home. But yeah, I mean, as we talked about recently, you know, decisions we make now determine what our relationship will look in the years to come. And I think that having that long-term perspective as we're raising kids can help us keep our spouse a priority. Good. All right. So number three. number three, our kids need us to put our spouse first. You know, I think making our marriage, number one, isn't simply the best thing we can do for each other, but also for our kids. Mm-hmm. They need us to put each other first and not them. You know, I've read countless articles citing research that shows that a strong, happy marriage benefits children, gives them security. It models healthy relationships for them. It teaches them that the world doesn't revolve around them and their needs. That's but, good. That's good, right? Security. Yeah. Because we've got an intact family, we're sticking through everything together. They're not going to have divorced parents or, you know, broken families. Well, and I know that, you know, sometimes people find themselves in a situation of a broken family or divorce and it's not their choice. True. And I believe that God can enter into those situations. He can do anything and just bring, you know, beauty from ashes. So this is not a... I'm not slamming those who've been divorced and that ruins their kids. Not, I mean, my folks were divorced. Right. I didn't think you were saying that, but I wanted to make sure that That's I good. clarified that on here. That but seeing, you know, our girls seeing their parents prioritize each other does give them that stability that they don't have to worry about. They shouldn't have to worry about, you know, broken family. And then uh, what was the next one? Miles Healthy Relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like. Is there going to be a relationship someday? Right. Probably. And if we show them what it can look like, you know, the forgiveness and the laughing together and the... Well, they say kids pick up more from observation and watching than they do from just what you say. Mm -hmm. Right. What was the third thing? Sorry, I cut. Oh, no, that's okay. The world doesn't revolve around them and their needs. Right. Sometimes. What do we say? I love your mother more than I love you. We're not that direct. No, (laughs) but it's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, I think it's hard to be a parent. 
very hard. Yeah. And in those moments when I am having a day or a week where I'm like, wow, I feel like we're making more mistakes than we are, you know, than the victories that we're having or the the positives that we're seeing. Sometimes I remind myself, well, we are living out to our best of our ability, a healthy, loving marriage for them. And that's got to make a difference, you know. And, you know, they say that if a marriage isn't getting the attention it needs, kids feel that too. Sure. You know, it negatively affects their emotional state, their sense of security and their perception of marriage. You know, so it's my hope that our girls will see that we love each other and that we make each other a priority and that they will come to really respect that as they realize, you know, that's not always the case. Right. And that we will, you know, once all the kids are independent that will still remember who us is. It's interesting. I just found myself thinking that if we did, you know, prioritize, if we did put the kids first rather than our marriage first, it's a little unfair on them because someday they're going to want to get married. And if we put them first, the expectation is that they need to put us first, you know, and it sort of prohibits them from moving on to a marriage relationship in a way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and I think too... I, we are not trained therapists or anything like that or counselors, but I think sometimes too, if parents put their kids first and sometimes they turn to their kids as confidence in ways that kids can't handle when they should be confiding in their spouse, I think that can happen. And that's not healthy. Ooh, that's good. Either. And I just want to reiterate again that we're bringing this up, but with so much grace because we know that as a discussion. Yeah. Parenting is hard. Marriage is hard, but I think when we try to keep things in the order that God has established them, you know, we look back at that passage in Genesis that I mentioned that, you know, God blesses that, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Yes. So to recap, we put each other and our marriage before our kids at our house. And there are three reasons that we do this. I mean, there's probably more than three reasons, but these are the three reasons we are highlighting. Okay. Okay. Marriage is a lifelong interdependent commitment. You know, we're meant to grow in interdependence with our spouse. Well, we're supposed to raise our kids to grow in independence. You know, two, marriage isn't static. Our spouse isn't static. You know, both will change with time. And the choices that we make determine if that changes for the better. You know, whether we're growing together or apart. And three, kids need their parents to put each other first. It's gives them stability. Right. It helps model healthy relationships, you know, helps them know they're not the center of the world. It's a good conversation. You could probably go on for another bit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, for this week's Us Time Challenge, I say spend some time with your spouse growing your connection. You know, it could be an official date night or maybe you're not in a place where you can do a lot of date nights right now. Just sit together on the couch and talk or on the back porch or, you know, figure out Within your schedule and your parenting season, you know, how you can make time for each other. Right. Meaningful time. That's good. Yeah. And easy enough to do. Yeah. And then, you know, check your heart attitude because we talked about that before, because I really think that prioritizing your spouse starts with your heart and your attitude. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, thanks for joining us on the Team Us podcast. We're looking forward to next time as we keep talking about how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. Team Us with Ted and Ashley Slater is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. 
If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review the podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hello, hello, Quinice Petway here, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. Are you someone who loves to take a deep dive into God's Word one verse at a time to explore His will for your life and desire to draw closer to Him? If that sounds like you, I'd love to invite you to head over to lifeaudio.com and search your daily Bible verse to tune in and subscribe for daily inspiration, life application, and spiritual transformation through the in-depth exploration of God's Word.